This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, happy birthday to the internet. I remember back in the 90s when we first started talking about it, it used to get referred to as the information superhighway. Do you remember that? And I also remember when the first ad was posted on the internet and people were outraged. And then it kind of seemed like the world took off at light speed, didn't it? Giant companies created like Yahoo, Google, remember AOL? Oh, huge. They transformed the landscape. So it's hard to believe it's been 30 years since the birth of the internet. Joining us now to talk about it is Andrew Sullivan, the CEO of the Internet Society. Andrew, thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you for uh, inviting me. I'm happy to be here. What is the Internet Society? Uh, The Internet Society is a uh, a charity that uh, was formed in the United States originally, and now we work around the world to try to make sure that the Internet is for everyone. Uh, Everybody deserves uh, access to the Internet, and there's still a lot of people who don't have access to it. And more and more, we start to see that the Internet is in trouble around the world, that people have forgotten how many benefits it brings us and how many things, uh, you know, we we get from the Internet. And so we're trying to make sure that everybody remind, uh, remembers that. Why do you say it's in trouble around the world? Well, if you look around, uh, it's very easy. You know, when I first uh, got access to the Internet and, uh, and the Web, as you were talking about just a moment ago, uh, you know, it, Everybody thought that it was a marvelous new technology and it was an unusual thing. Not everybody had access to it. And so if you ask people, do you want access to this thing? Everybody said yes. But now so many of us have access to it all the time. We practically swim in it. And now we're all we pay attention to are the are the you know negative consequences that occasionally arise because of our access. And we're, we're forgetting all of the benefits that it brings to us. And so that's part of the reason that we're now in a situation where we're starting to lose our enchantment and we're concentrating on the negative things. What I seem to remember when the Internet first started was that it was supposed to be the great, you know, it was a democracy. It was every it was supposed to be free. It was supposed to be openness. It was supposed to be for everyone. And 30 years later, is it fair to say, Andrew, that we've really commodified it like we've really and they're gatekeepers for the Internet? Well, I think that there are definitely people who want to be gatekeepers for the Internet. You know, of course, whenever you have a new technology, there's always somebody who wants to say, hey, I can make all of the money from this and I can own it all. And other people are not going to get the benefits that I do. Uh, Naturally, you know, people always try to do that with new technologies. The nice thing about the Internet is that built into it is this ability for you to do what you want with it and for me to do what I want with it. And we have to, you know, we have to reach back and make sure that that continues to be true. Uh, I think that's the challenge that we're facing with the internet today, which is a little bit different from uh, the challenge we were facing, you know, maybe 30 years ago, 30 years ago when the web was first, uh, uh, first uh, becoming available to everyone and people were starting to get onto the internet as we experience it today. The, the challenge was just getting people access. But now the challenge is to make sure that this technology remains the vibrant thing that it was intended to be, something that is exactly, as you were saying, uh, open to everyone and, and empowering of individuals. And what do you think today prevents that? 
Well, a, a big challenge is, of course, uh, that there are these very large corporations that, uh, uh, you know, that, that influence the way that we, we use the Internet, uh, that, that are sort of mediate for us. You know, I mean, various social media companies, various, uh, you know, the very large search engines and so on. And they're a big part of how we experience this. Uh, but the other thing that's happening is that we're starting to see a lot of regulation that is intended uh, really to make sure that this is a commodity that is well controlled. And most of those uh, impulses, you know, they're well, they're well intended, I think. But the danger is that, you know, we have forgotten that fundamentally the Internet is made up of many, many different systems uh, that are all interoperating together. It's not really one thing. It's a whole bunch of different systems all operating together. And if you start to concentrate on only the small are only the few but very large uh, systems, you forget about all of the rest of this infrastructure. And that's when you start to fragment the internet and break it into little pieces. And that's the danger we're facing today. Can you give us a little history lesson here, Andrew? Like, how did the internet get started? Uh, It's it's kind of incredible that the internet works at all. So a million years ago, when I was like just being born, um, the the internet was just a gleam in in some people's eyes. They had this idea that the um, that all of these networks that were starting to to develop around computers that were in those days very large, uh, that they could be shared with one another, so that everybody didn't have to have their own computer, but that different people could use them. Uh, and this was this was started actually as a part of the United States Department of Defense. Um, and gradually they, they built an experimental network and they put it all together. And then they had some other networks that were also, um, also operating and they wanted to hook them together. And by hooking them together, they said, oh, this is a network of networks, the internet. We network different networks together and they all work together by using common basic ways of, of, of talking to one another. And once people started to have this thing, they just, they just, you know, naturally connected to one another because this is a very human thing to do, right? You want to talk to your friends. I want to talk to my friends. So we have some computer networks. We're going to connect to one another. And then uh, Tim Berners-Lee invented the world wide web, which is the, um, you know, the, the, the web that we surf uh, even today. And, and he gave that away. He gave it away for free. He said, Hey, here's this idea I had. I'll give it to my friends and, and their, his friends uh, tried it out and they, uh, you know, and they gave it to one another. And gradually this thing, you know, sort of carried on around the world. And so what we had was this, this enormous flowering of human sharing uh, that happened uh, almost, almost in spite of the fact that this was originally a, a, a Department of Defense effort, and then it became a Department of Commerce effort in the United States, and gradually just became a worldwide phenomenon where everybody participates according to their own desires. Uh, you know, that's it's hard to see when you're just using the internet, when you're just surfing or whatever. But that's actually fundamentally how this all works. What? That all of the parts of the internet are collaborating with one another without any central point of control. And uh, it's an incredible human thing to have built as a, as a collective enterprise. When you think back to the 90s then, was there one specific uh, event or moment where you think that's where it really you know, took off? Was it Yahoo? Was it the creation of, of Google? Was it um, you know, Y2K? Like, when was the moment do you think that it really exploded? 
I think, um, I mean, I was, I'm so old that I actually remember some of these things happening. And um, what, what, what was fascinating to me was to watch this development happen, that what we could see was there was this inspired moment of industrial policy that um, happened among governments of the world where they said, oh yeah, this is a great human thing and we should, we should promote it and we should make sure that you know, various uh, companies can, um, can collaborate in this. And by letting go, uh, what, we, what we saw was this flowering. And then, and then you saw Yahoo and then you saw Google and then you saw uh, AltaVista, which is a search engine from like back in the day. And then you saw like the development of the World Wide Web. You saw all of these things happen because what people saw was, oh, this hunger to be able to talk to people around the world and to be able to collaborate with other people. You know, it's, it's incredible to think, you know, that what we just went through this terrible pandemic, that there were lots of problems with that, but it was incredible that we were able to communicate with one another despite all of the shutdowns and everything and, and to reach out and talk to people wasn't perfect, but it was really an opportunity to see, oh, here is this magical communication technology. And we decided back in the 90s, oh, yes, this was a good thing uh, for people to be able to reach out and touch one another in that way across, across wires. So, you know, it, it's really a, it's not one particular thing. It's rather this full flowering of humans wanting to, you know, wanting to communicate with one another. And that's, that's just such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah, it really was. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's Andrew Sullivan, CEO of the Internet Society, talking about the 30th anniversary of really the birth of the Internet kind of worldwide web as we know it today. And he's right that back when you think back to the 90s and all the big things that happened as the Internet was growing, creating, becoming more kind of ubiquitous in all of our homes and in our lives, it did seem like an amazing time, didn't it? I mean, 1996 was when Internet Explorer became a thing. And boy, did that ever take off. At one point, Internet Explorer was used. 95% of people on the Internet were using Internet Explorer. Napster, Google, that was 1998. Uh, Wikipedia, iTunes, 2000-2001. Remember MySpace? Everybody talks about that as such a long time ago. That was 2003 when MySpace came along. That's when Skype came along uh, too. So 2004 was when Facebook happened. So 20 years next year. Uh, YouTube was 2005. Like you look at all that and you think these things are embedded in our daily lives and they're really not that old when we look back like that.